Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. Hey, that's my job. From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. And while Siri isn't going to be hosting the show anytime soon, at least I hope not, it is a fact that many of the nation's workers are losing their jobs because of automation and new technology. A report this month from the consulting firm McKinsey found that over half of job activities are susceptible to automation. That's not actual jobs, but it's what you do at your job, say data processing or assembling something in a factory. In his first week in office, President Trump has been focusing on American workers. We've been talking about this for a long time. Thank you. And he's taking aim at what he sees as a major threat, international trade deals. So he's withdrawing from the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Great thing for the American worker, what we just did. And calling for a new look at NAFTA and putting pressure on CEOs to keep jobs here in the U.S. Well, joining me now by Skype is Claire Kane Miller, a reporter with The New York Times. And Claire, when you look at these forces, globalization, international trade deals and automation, where do you think is the biggest risk for American workers? The evidence is pretty clear that over the long haul, automation has been a much, much bigger threat than any of the aspects of globalization, including trade with other countries. And how is that playing out for American workers? For American workers, it means that their jobs are disappearing because robots are learning to do them and computers are learning to do them. And in some cases, it's it's the things that are very obvious that you've heard about. Someone who used to work in a plant on a factory floor, a machine now does their job. Or someone who used to be a secretary who, you know, spent a lot of time filing papers. Now Microsoft Word keeps those files so that person doesn't really have a job anymore. In other cases, it's subtler. Like you said, a lot of the tasks that we do at work are starting to be automated. So even though we might still have jobs, um, bits and pieces of them are being done by machines and that could ramp up. And it's even happening for high-level jobs. There's an anesthesiologist now. There is a robot that can administer anesthesia. They still have a human overseeing it, but that's, you know, an extremely well-trained physician who could be put out of a job. Wow. So if this is happening, why aren't politicians really on both sides of the aisle talking about this? Because technology is a very hard thing to make out as a villain. It's much easier to say the villain is other countries or a bad deal that your predecessor in office did. Technological progress is really usually thought of as a good thing. We all like to have our iPhones and Silicon Valley's in the United States and it's making a lot of money for the American economy. Um, So it's a lot harder to cast that as a problem politically. But when you look at automation, is it progress? Is it good for the economy overall? Historically, automation has always been good for the economy overall. It always increases productivity. And the idea is that people get more money as a result and that they are freed up to do higher level jobs that earn more and that increase productivity even more. There are some doubts, though, whether this time will be different. It's too hard to say. You know, it's something that we'll we'll find out in the future. But there are some signs like the stagnant wages that point to the idea that this time could be different. No matter what, it's not good for the people who are left in the lurch right now. I'm talking about the people who are, say, in their 50s, have spent their careers working in manufacturing, have lost their job to a robot. It's very hard for them um, to retrain for a new job. So even if it is good for the economy overall, um, it's not good for them. So how does the United States do when it comes to retraining programs? And are there jobs out there for those people to go into then? 
The United States is not doing a great job at retraining right now. Um, the decline of unions plays a large role in that. There used to be a lot of requirements that if you lost your job to automation, that there was some kind of retraining. It's not happening as much anymore. And some of the retraining programs that are there haven't been that effective. Another problem is the jobs that are growing now are in the service sector. They're largely healthcare jobs like home health aides or nurses aides. Those are the ones that are growing fastest. The problem is the people who are losing their jobs are people who are mostly men who built things with their hands as a career. They're not that interested in going into these healthcare jobs, it seems, um, which are 90% women. They're just not flocking to these new jobs. So this week, Donald Trump met with several CEOs. And we had Whirlpool up yesterday. We're talking about big construction of facilities. And it's not the construction I want, although that brings jobs. It's the long-term jobs that we're looking for. We're bringing manufacturing back to the United States big league. Okay, so Trump is really putting the screws to U.S. companies to, to save American jobs and to get them to hire people here in the U.S. But I'm wondering if he does succeed in doing this, could those companies just really be incentivized to engage in even more automation to save costs? That's absolutely what's happening. They're not even trying to hide it. The first company that Donald Trump did this with, of course, was Carrier. Right after he won, it was the company he talked about during the campaign convincing them um, not to shut down a factory. I think it was taking it to Mexico and instead gave them a bunch of tax breaks to stay here. The CEO of that company flat out said, we are going to use those tax breaks to invest in automation, and ultimately that will mean fewer jobs in the United States. There's been a lot of talk that globalization has been at the heart of today's politics that we see here in the U.S. and in Europe as well, too, where people are feeling really uh, dislocated and disenfranchised. Do you think it's globalization or do you think it's actually automation? The economists that I've talked to have across the board said automation is the biggest factor. There was a period in the early 2000s when trade with China um, was really starting that trade and globalization had a very big and very fast impact. So it's not that that's not part of the cause. But over time, automation has been a much, much bigger part of the cause. One of the studies that I've written about says that it is the cause of 88% of job loss, while only about 12% is globalization. The mantra always is, is that tech is great. It, it's always a good thing. It creates jobs. It's positive. What is your perspective on it? Overall, technological progress is clearly a good thing. Um, my perspective is that a lot needs to be done to help the people who are losing their jobs right now. You know, next up, where a lot of people talk about truck drivers. When there are driverless trucks, truck driving is the number one job in a lot of states. What are these people going to do if there are driverless trucks? So technological progress can't be stopped. It never has been able to be. And overall, it's generally a good thing. But, you know, in Silicon Valley, they need to ask a lot of questions about the impacts of their technology, what it's going to do, what effect it's going to have on the economy. And then in policy circles, they really need to ask a lot of questions about how to help the people who are losing their jobs. Claire, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Claire Kane Miller is a reporter with The Upshot at The New York Times. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC. WNYC.